Hi there and welcome to episode 7 of the Emu Inc podcast, a place for educators, parents and sports clubs alike. At Emu Inc we turn pupils into published authors, we help schools and clubs to record their history and we create publications that bring people together. I'm delighted today to be joined by two fellow Mead men, specifically Kells, the real capital of Ireland, obviously. Brothers Danny and Terry McGivern are founders of the highly successful Run My Business, which helps small and medium enterprises with everything from business and operational support to marketing and mentoring. The guys have recently bought up the Sport Madness franchise for Ireland, and it looks set to be a game changer, excuse the pun, in the world of sport and eventually schools. Danny and Terry, welcome to the studio. Let's start with a little insight into Run My Business. Terry, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do? I'd love to, yeah. And thanks so much for having us uh, here today. So myself and Danny, we set the company up just over 12 months ago. um, And the whole idea around it was uh, a support solution to small, medium companies. So to help companies who are looking to start their own business, scale their business or manage their existing portfolio through process and technology. Myself and Danny have obviously, over the last sort of 15 years for myself and 18 years for Daniel, have built up a lot of knowledge within the professional sector. So we've helped scale companies of all sizes and we're basically just offering that service and that experience to small, medium companies. Um, just trying to get these ideas out of their head. You know, they're stuck in the trenches. They're spending their weekends and their evenings, you know, trying to map together processes, trying to survive and and just sort of getting hit hard with admin and process. And we just feel that there's a a big gap in the market there for us to come in and give them that support. Sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, So just to break it down a little bit, can you tell us a bit about yourself and Danny's backgrounds then? The, The path that led you to setting up the company and then you mentioned a little bit there about technology. Is there a specific technology behind it or are you both very much hands-on on the ground working with companies? Yeah, so for my own my own experience, I worked in insurance for 13 years for my sins. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was very much so a client-facing industry. So the old saying, the customer's always right, which is yeah. which is a tough one to follow. But <laughs> yeah, so my, my, my experience was mainly insurance and then I worked in recruitment for the last couple of years but um, I kind of come from that you know managing the customer that communication piece you know to to and fro whereas Danny obviously has built up a different experience where that technology piece comes into it so we do offer a branded application for example so we can build um, an application for a company and they can run their invoice and their timesheets a lot of processes through an application and it creates that workflow for a client, which is massive because a lot of the time what we find in the market, companies are coming in, they're giving solutions to the problems, but they're just handing over a document to somebody yeah. who already doesn't have time to manage what they have and they just get this document and it's just a massive headache for them. So yeah. where we come into it is we we give them the problems, but we also give them the solutions and we map out sort of a roadmap on how they're going to get to solve these these solutions, you know, so okay. or achieve these solutions. That sounds uh, really good. So, Danny, do you want to tell us a bit more then about that technology? Is it like I'm thinking WeWork or something like that? Am I right in that kind of...? Yeah, it's, I suppose, when Terence says my my background, um, I've quite a diverse, as kind of opposite to Terence, uh, being in the insurance industry for so long, my background is kind of across a different, a lot of different sectors. So 
I would have started off in the retail sector. I would have did a retail degree and then I moved on to the bank when the bank became a retail bank as opposed to just a bank. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the difference was, but it was a retail <laughs> bank. So I did banking for about seven years um, and then kind of learned the ins and outs of actually operating businesses and the finance side of the businesses. And then I went on and actually set up my own little company called Total Clean and it ran for a year and then I was approached by a services company and I worked with them for six or seven years and I actually ran their cleaning department for about four or five years and we, we got to a turnover of 35, 40 million and then I wow. moved on and I set up a recruitment and cleaning company, um, a UK based company in Ireland um, and then I my previous, my last role was in sustainability which was very interesting so okay. I kind of have a diverse across all sectors but the big thing that I found was in a lot of businesses that the process mapping became individual to each process so if someone wanted a billing process, their billing process didn't talk to their ordering process or their ordering process didn't okay. talk to the account management process. Yeah. So when we talk about technology, it's more just about mapping those processes out and actually building an application to match how the business operates Brilliant. as opposed to coming in saying, right, well, this is the solution we have. So you have to change your whole business model to match our solution because that doesn't make any sense. Um, a lot of these businesses are in operations 10, 15 years. So it's just, it's more just a, an application, a whole round application to manage every part of your business and they all talk to each other. So that's kind of what it is. It's just a, a, an application that's on obviously on your phone, you can get it on your laptop and we build it bespoke to each client. I was just going to say, yeah, so it's bespoke. So what I've always found the difficulty is, is that you go to these big companies that, as you say, we have what we have. So like, you know, you use it to work it whatever way. And it's like, well, I have no idea yeah. how to, where to start. And I brought you in to streamline things because I don't have time. But from what you're saying, it's you go in, you find out exactly where their problem areas are and how you can take the hassle out of that. But you're looking at, so you say you come into our business, it's like we're looking at publishing, we're looking at digital websites, you know, and where you're what's slowing you down? What are you not getting to, whether it's invoicing or whatever it is, but you use certain things to mm. build a profile around a company and then there's none of the stuff that they don't need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like, like that that word, holistic, everyone uses that word. It's kind of like a buzzword or was a buzzword. Yeah. We look at, we take a holistic view. Yeah. We genuinely do take a holistic view. We look at every part of your business and how they all should really talk to each other. The guy in accounts should know what the operational process is because if he doesn't know what the operational process is, he's running away creating a, a finance process that doesn't actually fit in with an operational process. And then all of a sudden, you have this blockade when it comes to when operations have to talk to finance and they can't talk yeah. to each other then because there's no cohesion in the way they operate. So Yeah, like at the end of the day, there's no, that's not my job because everybody's jobs yeah. are connected. So you yeah. need to know what yeah. other people's jobs actually are so you can do yours to the best yeah, yeah. Uh, of your ability. So tell us about... You've, uh, I was looking through your website this morning and you've got some uh, great kind of uh, companies under your belt. Do you do you want to tell us a bit about who you've been working for, your kind of success rate, yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's it's funny, like we, we're only talking about it this morning. We've yet to get the hard no, so we're, we're kind of waiting for the hard no. Yeah. So everyone we, we've spoken to has seen value in what we can bring. And I think it's because we offer such a broad range of things to people Um I think everyone can see value in what we're, we're adding. And, and as Terence said, we've, we've spoken to people like plumbers, electricians that are sitting up on a Saturday night at 12 o'clock trying to do paperwork to try and cool catch up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose I always tell a story. There was one thing, I, I, I've had this idea, both me and Terence have had this idea for quite a while. And it was about a year ago, just over a year ago, I suppose, we were getting priced for wardrobes in our house. 
And the guy that did it did an excellent job. He was very efficient, everything else. But when he came into the house, he was taking notes. And then when he rang back, he couldn't find the note. I was like, there has to be an easier way of doing this. And yeah. then his whole thing, we got a quote at like half one, one, one night, which it made no difference to me. I got the quote the next morning. But I'm just yeah. thinking, looking at him going, you're sitting up trying to rush quotes. And so we sat back and we just said, yeah, there has to be an easier way of doing this. So we actually looked at our local businesses around us, people that were in the local, and we actually mopped up quite a few businesses that just needed a little bit of support. And that's what we did in the first few months. We just helped people with certain support things like setting up their brand or setting up their quotes or how to do their quotes. But in the last six months, we've um, we've really excelled. We have the likes of FFM from Old Castle, fantastic company that offer servicing for fire. Um, they call them life services, so fire alarms and fire systems. We've brought them on board. We're working with them on their Brilliant. brand, their website, their operational practices. And we worked with Eric Donovan, who's a two-time yeah. European boxing champion, to oh, wow. kind of build his brand and yeah. build his website. That was a really cool one, actually. Yeah, really was, cool, yeah. yeah. He's an inspirational character. Um, it was actually a cold call yeah. by myself. So he had he had sort of a, there was a website called Bark. Yeah. And he had advertised looking for someone to build him a website. And I, I just cold I called him. And yeah, and we just got chatting and... Really, it was the energy of both of us that he bought into, you know, he he already sort of had given the green light to a company to do the website and he decided to go with us. But um, we together, we made him mm. a pretty cool website cool, yeah. and got to know his journey. Brilliant. Um, and I suppose as a side point, we are looking to do a night out, of course, in the capital of Ireland. In Kells. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I get a Kells? Yeah. Um, where we're going to invite him down to do like a, a speech. He was actually in Pubble Skull Kieran. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, where he had all the oh. fifth and sixth year. We're going to go off on a big Kells tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, know what we're talking about. The, the next batch of legends coming through. Um, yeah, it's just, it's people like that that we enjoy working with. And yeah. DSAT, another yeah, yeah. another company from Kells, Delaney Street and Traffic. So they're heavily involved with supplying all the active travel stuff. Ah. So all the cycle paths Brilliant. and all, all of that. So I think Dublin City Council were saying they're spending upwards of a million quid a day on active travel. So Paul Paul Delaney is the owner of it there. And he's... Um, so we, we've helped him build a full brand website Operational process, operational process, process yeah. CRM process, you know. So. And what if, so if people are looking to get involved with the, uh, to run their business, uh, what way does it work? How do they sign yeah, up? It, it's funny because we broke it down and you'll see it on the website. We've broken it down into like people that are looking to start a business, people that are looking to just manage what they have, people yeah. that are looking want to want to grow what they have. And then there's companies then that want to see Ireland as a place that they want to come to yeah. and do business. So we've kind of broken down into those four sectors. But, suppose everything starts with an initial sit down and consultation because what what we've found when we sit with people, what you think you need, actually when you talk it out mm. and you point out stuff, it's like, yeah, I never thought of that. Or yeah. actually, yeah, I never thought. So we always start with a free consultation. Okay. So a one hour free consultation. We sit down and we just look at everything. We listen, we ask questions and we listen. And if it takes another consultation to sit down for maybe another hour, just so that we can get a, an overview of where you are, where you want to go yeah. and what it is you need. Because someone that's looking to scale a business, someone that's looking to start up a business. They're two completely different. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that initial first one hour consultation is always the starting point. And then we just build it from there. And then we look at budgets, what's what's involved, what they want, what's their pain points at the moment. That's the, the that's big the thing. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the big one. Yeah. We, we do a thing called a brain dump with clients. Okay. So we'll say, look, we're going to set up, We if, if we build them an app, 
we put a brain dump on the app so that they're driving along and they're sitting in traffic and then they get out of the car and they're like yeah that's actually a great idea I'll put that in they'll just jot, jot it in oh I love that then a I'll couple be on of days that the whole time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then what you find is and I think because me and you are very similar when you when you when you sit down then you're like I thought of that on Tuesday but then on Friday I actually came up with a very different idea to the same thing and you yeah. go actually that one that I came up on Tuesday actually won't work but that one that I came up on Friday will because yes. it's what mindset you're in as well but yeah I, I, we found that clients have really found comfort in that being able to just jot stuff down and then actually when we sit down with them at the end of the month and we say right well look here's all your little ideas so which one would you want to work on which one do you want to get to the is that really going to help you get to the next level? No, well, that one can wait for another couple of months and yeah. whatever else. So it's just trying to get the the mess out of their brain, really. Like Yeah, and so. that is the big thing, I think, which, like, from my own experience, like, you get, you can get so bogged down. You can actually get, like, you get really excited about things and you keep yeah, coming up with yeah. things. And then, but as you say, like, sometimes with an idea, like, it progresses and it evolves and it, yeah. so, like, what you think is going to be your big idea by the time another week or two passes, then it might not be. And then sometimes it's the need for someone else to come in and say, question it, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. say, well, like, you know, what is the end result there? Like, yeah, it's a great idea, but, you know, what exactly are you going to get out of it? Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't think enough people have that opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are just, you know, they're going for the day-to-day type thing without actually asking for any help or, or an overview, like, you know, where yeah. people can come in and pick apart it's the difficult um, questions, isn't it? You know, because you, yeah. when you're working for yourself, you come up with these ideas and you're like, you you get excited. Yeah. But you need people around you to sort of say, okay, well, practically, yes. how are you going to implement that? Yeah. Does it work? Yeah. It, it, the time involved, is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah. You know, surely you should focus on your invoicing, for example. Yes. You haven't been paid in 120 days yeah. and you're worrying yeah, yeah. about changing graphics on your website. You I know. know. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just about trying to get the ideas out of their head. But it's also what we found over, over, over the last few months is there is no one size fits all. Yeah. Like there are similar industries for clients mm. that we work with, but every business, small business is unique in its own way because it's yeah. personnel dependent. So it's really yeah. trying to get to know the yeah. know the client, yeah. find out how they operate, yeah. find out where they want to get to, where their pain points are. Yeah. And then we just go away and put together a process, put together a workflow mm. and try and work within budgets. So I think that's kind of that personable touch that we have sort of Sets us apart, you know. Yeah, which is very hard to get when you're dealing with like, you know, Microsoft or, you know, you're looking for software that way. Like there's the the personal element is missing. But what I like about this as well is it's that level of accountability, because I think definitely for for SMEs like founders, there's that one thing where, you know, the boss, the CEO, the whatever doesn't have to answer to anybody. And like, that's always something that sounds great, you know, but actually it's not like actually it, it helps to have yeah, yeah. someone that you need to go, you know, that you have to go back to and say, well, yeah, look, I implemented this and this is what happened and, you know, get advice on it or, you know, definitely I think that accountability for people has to be a huge thing. That Yeah, um, like that was the one thing for me and, and for you and, and you'll know about it as well is actually sitting in a boardroom with people at the end of the month or the end of the week, whatever that frequency is and saying, right, okay, I was meant to do X, Y and Z. Yeah. I better get it done, whatever. But if you're running your own business and you have five or six people working for you, you don't get that boardroom experience because they're out working. You're probably out working as well because you're trying to scale a business where, whereas we, like we've one client that we sit down with once a month 
Yeah. And we just talk through and he loves that, that we get to sit down with him and, and we get to ask the questions. But I think as well is, and I, I, I'm full ill of this, is that I get an idea and because I'm so invested and because I think it's such a brilliant idea. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to work. And Terry's Where, like, calm down. Yeah, yeah but Terrence will ask me like three or four questions and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. But we get to do that for people because while we, like that's the one thing was we try and ingrain ourselves in the business as well. We yeah. try and understand exactly what your, you know, what your business is doing, where you want to get to, what your values are, all of that sort of stuff. But we get to be that person that sits there going, great idea, love the enthusiasm, but financially, how's that going to work? Or logistically, how's that going to yes. work? Or who's your competitors? And they're yeah. like, oh, well, I never thought of that. And then all of a sudden it's like, right, well, okay. It is a good idea, but maybe just not for now. Maybe we'll focus on these things here. And, and they get to see a clearer path then, yeah. I think. How well, do you tell them it's not a good idea without telling them it's yeah. not a good idea? <laughs> yeah. They come up Be with nice that. Be nice and gentle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think that's the pressure though on, on founders as well, is they always think, um, you know, there's a pressure to scale, there's a pressure to, but at the end of the day, you still need your customers. Like yeah. So founders are constantly selling the business. They're working on it. They're working on the products. They're working on the people. Like there's so much to it that I, I what I like about that is the the personal element of it. They, like that's backup for yeah, people yeah. Yeah. like who don't necessarily have backup at, at that level. Um, I'm going to move on a little bit now to talk about, because I'm mad to talk about this, uh, <laughs> Sport Madness. Yeah. Tell us about that. You're, you've just bought over the franchise. It's a Spanish company. Spanish company, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to set Ireland on fire. Kells first, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah then yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I suppose at the tail or the start of the year, it's always been something in both of our heads, the event side of it. And, and it's, it's weird how it came about because we were always looking at ways of, I think the sustainability world is something that's going to just, is, has taken off. But I actually think the health and well-being of staff and getting them involved in, not only like the culture in Ireland is, we, we'll do something for staff. So we'll go for a few drinks on a Friday night. Pizza and beers. Pizza yeah. and yeah, beers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we've started to move away from that. So me and Terence were saying, I think we have to do something that as we start to deal with bigger companies, we have to come up with an idea that we can run corporate events that incorporate sports into it. Now, I'm heavily involved with uh, our local club, um, not Kells, uh, at Boy Celtic. Um, and Ooh. I just live and breathe underage football. I think I just, I love every element of it. Brilliant. So I was trying to think of a way that we could incorporate our business into that. And I just scrolling one day, I came across this advertisement for Sport Madness. Um, so I flew to Madrid, met the owner of the company and, and they have two investors. One of the investors actually was the right-hand man to the guy that would have invented, uh, would have launched IKEA. Oh. So heavily invested. So I went over and met them and myself and Terence spoke about it and we said, yeah, let's go for it. So we brought it to the market in the last month and we've been working it in the background. Um, But the big gap we see in the market is like businesses, clubs have to make enough money to keep them sustained. But they have a table of volunteers that have full time jobs and they can give a certain amount of time. So what we're offering now to clubs is actually to outsource their commercial element of their club. Yeah. So we'll run all their events, their fundraising, and we'll run it like a business. So they get to make what they need to keep their club viable um, and obviously then progress into the future then as well because every club has plans, but sometimes plans are put in the back burner because investment is not there, fundraising is difficult. Yeah, You're constantly going to the same yeah. well, it's the parents, it's the coaches, the people that give up their time anyway. Yeah. So there has to be another way of doing it. So we've come up with, we've we've signed up by Celtic um, as of Monday and um, we have a couple of other clubs we're meeting but 
like we've we've spoken to people in the industry and they're blown away by this whole thing. They're just saying this is what clubs need. Same reaction, the positivity. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just there for it. Yeah, they just this this is what clubs need. And I suppose for us, the added benefit to it is our background. Yeah. We come from a corporate world. We come from a, you know a highly driven process. Yeah. So we're bringing that to clubs now, and it just professionalizes amateur clubs basically. Yeah. In a way that they're able to get the funds that they need, and it's not such a drain on the board, and they can concentrate on what they need to concentrate. The important things: the yeah. kids, the senior teams, everything. We'll run everything else for you. So yeah, absolutely brilliant. So. Just for people listening, um, when you think about kind of mainstreaming or streamlining, sorry, not mainstreaming, streamlining the functions of a club, like the fundraising, the the admin fees, the, all this kind of thing, there are apps out there. There are, you know, there are different kind of uh, websites now, like the likes of Club Force and things like that. What I'm hearing is you're bringing the exact same thing as you bring to run my business. This is personal. This yeah. isn't somebody setting you up with. You have to learn how to do this. You have to apply this, apply that. You're actually coming in to take over the running of the club from a financial perspective. So letting the club grow. So if somebody wants to get involved at that level, what do they have to do? They have to hand over the accounts? They Yeah, it's it's... It's one thing that we looked at, and, and the likes of Club Force, we own, we we use Club Force, and it's excellent. We run yeah. our, our lotto through it. At Boy Celtic, run their lotto through it, and yeah. uh, we run through our memberships. And we're not looking to get in if that's working for them. And Club Force are a brilliant company, and and they yeah. take the administration away from people. Yeah. And if you have a very good treasurer, he will run, which we are lucky enough to have. So that kind of element is just one thing, but that membership thing doesn't keep a club running. There's a deficit yeah. there then that they're. And what we find is they're going back to the same well all yes. the time. It's a table quiz. It's a nothing new. Yeah, and mm. and they yeah. do. These people have great ideas, but people are nearly afraid to put up their hand with the idea because that means then we have to go away and do it. Whereas what we're saying is we'll come in at the start of the year. So we're starting with Appoy in in January. We're going to map out their whole year yeah. for all of their events. So we're going to look for corporate sponsorship on every event that we do, which okay. they don't have time to do. Right. So you're all of a sudden you're you're kind of pulling it away from just being a one source, which is the club, the parents, the local, the local. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pulling it out and you're trying to get corporate sponsorship to buy into that. But then when we spoke um, about Emu Inc and everything else, it was there's there's stuff like the calendars, there's all the other bits and pieces that we're working on with you guys. Yeah, and it's like clubs love these ideas, but yeah. again, it's like a committee of seven or eight people that are going, yeah, yeah but like. Do we have to do all of the work? Do we have yeah, to? So we're yeah. saying, no, we'll do everything. You give everything to us. So yeah. by January, by the end of probably what we're, what, August now, probably by the end of September, start of October, App Boy Celtic will know exactly what their calendar looks like next year for events. Fantastic. So they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. We just meet with them once a month and we give them an update on where things are and what things, yeah. you know, how it's going and everything else. So if clubs want to get involved, I think it is that, that process, the exact same thing as what we do for Run My Business is, Get in contact us with us, and we'll go and we'll sit down. We've another we've another guy that's actually involved in sport madness that couldn't be here, Darren, um, and again has an equally impressive background. We'll actually go and sit with the treasurer, sit with the chairman. We'll understand exactly what the club needs and where it wants to go. Okay. So we'll know right. Okay, this club is happy where it is, and they only need to raise X amount of funds. So we know we need to map out their calendar to match that. But if we know that a that a club wants to earn that much money or take in that much money, but also in three years they have a vision to do X, Y, and Z. Well, we know, okay, 
well, they're going to need a sinking fund and they're going to need stuff like So we need to ramp that up and we need to come up with a plan that matches their ambition. So it's yeah. it's different for every club, but it starts with an initial conversation. Brilliant. And then, so for clubs to kind of get involved and so you say that you have, they'll have a target. So they'll say to you, look, we want to make whatever, 50k uh, um, profit or whatever within the club this year. That's what you go away with or 100k or 200, whatever yeah. it is. You go away and you organise you plan around what different events you're going to do and obviously you bring in sport madness to that so it's ready-made yeah. you know camps it's ready-made uh, fun days ready-made there's there's all sorts of things yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah. that are available to clubs to do but again they don't have to think about it. Yeah. so I think like the two main things like in the running of a club is the pressure to fundraise um, the the organisational element but then you're trying to you know win the championship win yeah, the yeah, yeah. you know on top yeah, of yeah. that so you're leaving the club to make that name for themselves and in the background you're actually making money for yeah, them yeah, yeah. and your business model uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong now but your business model is you go in you commit to this and then you make your percentage off what you've promised to make for the club is that right? Exactly yeah Brilliant yeah. So yeah. the more the more the club makes the more we make yeah. So if a club wants to raise funds for the next dugouts or the the new clubhouse or whatever else, that's we see that as a challenge to us because if we can increase more funds for them, well, that means Fort Madness make more money. But there was one thing that came up when we had our our meeting with at Boy Celtic and the chairman, um, a really really good like he's done wonders for for the club and his thing is we're a community club, yeah. we're bringing you guys in, but we want to keep that community and we're saying yeah, hundred percent. So we've offered to run two free events for them in the year. So if a camp free of charge and then there's a goalkeeping camp that we're going to do free of charge because that's part of what they want to do for the community. It's part of, so we want this to be that we're not this corporate entity coming in. We're coming in and building on the community and building yeah. on, on what yeah. that club means in the community. Well, I think if there's anything that's coming across uh, in this is that you get very personal about the businesses and like it is all about community for you. So as you said, you want to learn the business. You're joining other people's communities. Like there's that big idea in business that, you know, you don't fall in love with your, I think you're prepared to fall in love yeah, with everybody's yeah. businesses yeah, by yeah. the sound of it and yeah, everybody's yeah. club and everybody's school eventually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that idea then that be down the line a little bit, but you're obviously building towards this as well is that you will do the same thing for schools. Yep. Schools are under massive pressure. Like I can imagine that somebody coming in like this helping them to fundraise, you know, taking over the kind of management and the worry, but also being very involved at the same time will will just be music to to people's ears. I think I, I think it's uh, I think it's absolutely and, and I'm not just saying this, it is a it's a genius business model. I think yeah, it's yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. Um but I'm really sorry, but we've come to the end. I'm gonna have to say uh thanks a million, uh, Danny and Terry. It's fantastic to hear about both Run My Business and Sport Madness. Um, and I think there's really exciting times ahead now yeah. for businesses, clubs and schools in Ireland. Where do people get you? If so, people want to contact, what's the, what's the yeah, story? Yeah, so runmybusiness.ie is our website for Run My Business. And then we have uh, sportmadness.club for Sport Madness. But all the contact can come through Run My Business for either, whatever is handier okay. for people. But um yeah, you'll start seeing more of us now. We're going to get heavy, a heavy presence on social media, oh. so you'll be sick of seeing us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks a million again. Thanks to Dublin South Podcast Studio here in Dundrum for their expertise. And thank you at home. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about what we are up to at Emu Inc., follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Emu Publishing. 
rate, review and subscribe to our podcast and log on to emuinc.ie for more information. Thanks again and see you next time.